attack. Today ends our 12-month emphasis on being members one of another. And that theme was taken from Romans 12.5. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and everyone members one of another. We've looked at multiple ways that that is realized in the church from fellowshipping one with another, serving one another, loving one another, forgiving one another, edifying one another, and a host of other ways. Our small groups began with this theme, and they've been meeting for a year, just now entering their second year. So we have had much emphasis on members one of another for the past 12 months. The next uh, Sunday morning message I bring will be, Lord willing, on the new theme, which uh, I shared with the deacons, and they have unanimously uh, rallied around that theme. I'll be launching that. I'll be sharing that with you uh, very soon. But one specific, very specific and very important aspect of being members one of another that I've not emphasized, not very much at all, is being members one of another, as the opening frame said, includes our missionaries. You see, we are members with them and they are members with us. We are of the same body. We're of the same flock. We're part of the same family, the family of God in Christ. And I didn't want this opportunity to slip away without addressing that. And at the very same time, uh, I've been wringing my hands a little bit. I don't think I was fretting, but at least I had it on my mind. I've shared it with Kathy a number of times uh, relative to the past week, week and a half with the situation in Israel and how I need to to speak to that on on behalf of the church and and share from the Word of God the prophetic uh, uh, future, uh, uh, God's hand in the past and the prophetic future for Israel. But I had just brought a full-length message on that very subject on their 35th, uh, 35th, their 75th anniversary this past May. And so I'm not going to do that today, but I would direct you to uh, go to uh, the church website and appreciate the, uh, the IT group um, putting this detail up there that you can listen to that and you by way of internet can go to uh, the church website and you can find the message on May 7th, Israel then and now. And that speaks to prophecies in Ezekiel to a great degree uh, of what the world uh, should expect because God's word is true uh, and, and it does teach us that those dry bones are going to uh, revive and they're going to put flesh back on. There's going to be a repatriotization. That is, the Jews are going to go back to their land. Uh, and of course, they had to have a land. And in 1948, uh, the six. Uh, the six-studded uh, star of David uh, was raised, and uh, they became an autonomous nation. And, and that message brings great detail. So instead of focusing on that today, as I did just a few months ago, I decided to use this video from Alan Lord, again, the longest-tenured Redbridge missionary that we have, to share how the missionaries we support are like the Apostle Paul. And so Paul shared uh, earlier, uh, Cesar and Luz are here, and Bill Campbell is here, and, and Bruce and Leanne Nichols were here uh, up until the, just the last week, and, uh, and the other uh, rest of the dozen missionaries who are Red Bridge missionaries, I want you to view them, each one of them very much like the Apostle Paul, and all of us uh, here holding down the home front as the 
local church members, those members one of another at the church at Rome. And so with that thought, if you would look at Romans chapter 16, you say, preacher, I'm not clear. Which role am I playing? Are you a missionary? Raise your hand up. If you're, if you're, I mean, if you're an actual missionary, uh, we're all missionaries, but if, you're, if your career is a missionary, hold your hand. Stand up instead, would you? Uh, you all who are missionaries, missionary family, Paul and Annie, yeah, stand up. Uh, and and uh, these are some of them who are here right now on the home front. Uh, and so each one of you all are the Apostle Paul in this text. And the rest of you all, you all sit down. And the rest of us are the church members at the church at Rome. And so Romans chapter 16, if you would look that, uh, look at that, uh, I want us to uh, have that mindset of playing on the same team. Uh, most every organization functions with an interdependence which is team-like, you think of a sports team. You need all the players going in the same direction, functioning together. You think about, um, well, just your, your body. You need all the aspects of your body working harmoniously together or there's gonna be problems. Well, so too, that is the case for the church. And we've been talking about that for a year, but today I want to put an exclamation point on it by reminding all of us that when we are members one of another, that includes, it very much includes those we support on the foreign field. Are you, are you on the same page with me? Can you say amen? I agree with that. We are members one of another, and that includes our missionaries. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans, the Roman church, from Corinth. He was in the city of Corinth. He had planted that church. He was discipling them in the mid-50s AD, 56, 57, uh, something along that line. And he wrote to uh, the church that he loved and the people that he loved, and he saw them as his supporting team, that he saw himself as a member with them and they members together with him as their missionary, as the one who was out there planting churches and they were supporting him, just like we do with our missionaries. And so with that in mind, let's look at Romans chapter 16 verses 1 through 16. I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister. Now, isn't that providential? Folks, I'm seeing God's providence every day. I'm seeing God's providence. I did not plan this message. I didn't know that Hamas was going to invade a week, uh, uh, 10 days ago. Uh, I didn't know necessarily that, that Phoebe was going to be baptized. Uh, and, and being one of our MKs, a missionary kid, who knew? God knew. Amen? So really tune in. God's got something here for us today. Uh, if you haven't noticed it, it ought to be apparent right here. I commend unto you Phoebe, our sister, who is a servant of the church, which is in Sancreia, that you receive her in the Lord as become a saint, as one who's become one of the saints, and that you assist her in whatever business she hath need of of you, for she had been a helper of many and of myself also. Now that's a lot of text about this believer, Phoebe. Verse three, greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus. Isn't it interesting that the apostle Paul, inspired of uh, the spirit of God to write to the, uh, the, the most maybe influential church, maybe other than Ephesus, but the church at Rome, and he sends greetings, and the first two mentions, folks he mentions are who? 
Phoebe and Priscilla. What do they have in common? Well, they're women. Hmm. Maybe God has a place for women in the church. More on that in 1 Corinthians 7. I'm in chapter 1 of 1 Corinthians. It'll be a little while. We'll get to it. Okay, continuing on. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my helpers in Christ Jesus, who have for my life laid down their own necks, and unto whom not only I give thanks, but also all the churches of the Gentiles. Wow, the whole, the whole body of Christ is indebted to them. Likewise, greet the church that is in their house. Greet my well-beloved Epaphnitus, who is the first fruits of Asia unto Christ. Greet Mary, who bestowed much labor on us. Greet Andronicus and Junius, my kinsmen, my fellow prisoners, who are of note among the apostles, who also were in Christ before me. Greet Ampliatus, my beloved in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our helper in Christ, Stachus, my beloved. Greet Apelles, approved in Christ. Greet them who are of the household of Aristopolis. Greet Herodian, my kinsman. Greet them that are of the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, who labor, it must have been twins there, uh, who labor in the Lord. Greet the beloved Persis, who labored much in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother and mine. Greet uh, Asyncritus, uh, Flee John, Hermes, and uh, Patrobus, and Hermas, and the brethren who are with them. Greet Philologus, and Julia, Nerus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ greet you. A team. A team is not made up of one person. A team is made up of many members. Let me uh, offer the, uh, the components of the team. <clears throat> that is the team that, uh, in which we are members one of another, including our missionaries. First of all, there is one Lord. There's one Lord. We know this. <clears throat> I won't belabor it at all, uh, but uh, he's the team owner. There's no sharing of ownership. In fact, if you will notice in verses 2, 3, and then 7 through 13, so a whole mess of these 16 verses, it includes the phrase, in the Lord, in Christ Jesus, or in Christ. We never, never must imagine that anyone else owns the team other than God himself. This church is not my church. And let me let you know, this church is not your church. These are not your missionaries. The missionary, this church is not, does not belong to the missionary. This local congregation with and including the missionaries we support belongs to one Lord. Amen. He is the head of the church. He is the shepherd of the flock. And all allegiance goes, goes to him. I didn't write the playbook. He did. And he has given it to uh, those coaches that he wants to uh, give instruction. And so there is in these members, one of another, including our missionaries, one Lord, one captain on the team. Secondly, in being members, one of another, there are ordained leaders. Very quickly, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3 uh, speaks of that. We speak of the leader uh, as the, the, or the, the coach, as the one who articulates direction, the ones who are in authority in the first century. It was the apostles. And uh, the apostle Paul alluded to that, and he was that to them. He was that to the church at Corinth, where, from which, uh, where he was writing to the Romans. And so there are ordained leaders, pastors and deacons, 
We understand that from 1 Timothy chapter 3. Um, but there are qualifiers. There are parameters. In fact, 1 Peter 5 says, you are not to be a lord over God's people, over sheep, but you're to be a shepherd, Talk, speaking to the elders. You're to shepherd them, to care for them. What does a shepherd do? He guides, he provides, and he protects. He lays down his life for the sheep. And so, folks, please, if you ever get a sense that, uh, uh, that I think or I act like I'm the CEO, uh, I, I abhor that concept. I really do. And I always have. I don't like it. It's ugly. Uh, it's manipulative and the like. I truly in my heart, and, and God knows this, with God as my witness, want and believe that my calling is to be a shepherd, to lay down my life for the sheep, to give my life, to not chase other pursuits, but to pour myself into the care, the concern for the sheep. And so God has ordained those men who will come along. Of course, the deacons uh, are those who serve uh, in uh, assisting in that. Very quickly, we know the one Lord, we know that. Now let's look at the organized laity. The organized laity which uh, Paul, to whom Paul wrote, these lay folks, these, uh, these, uh, uh, those who, um, uh, that the leaders were going to equip for the work of the ministry. And my, what work they did. This, this, is, this is a church at Rome. Now, recognize, church at Rome might have had scores maybe hundreds of members at this point. We don't, we don't know. And so Paul is sending greetings to those who especially, uh, uh, that, that he, uh, he, he had correspondence or they were near and dear to his heart. Maybe he knew them uh, in, an, in an extra special way. It's not meant, meant to be an exhaustive list. And so uh, when our missionaries uh, think of you, pray for you, encourage you, and vice versa, there will be some who, know, who, who will know this person a little bit more uh, and some who will know someone else. Uh, if you are on our missions committee, stand up if you would right now. Stand up, Redbridge Missions Committee. Would you stand up? Where are you? Keep standing. Now, each one of these mission uh, committee members, and, and, we need, and we still need a couple of more, each one of them is the liaison for one of our foreign missionaries. That is... Ray deals with one particular missionary, and Susan does, and Ian does, and Hezekiah does, and Becky, and Donna, and Shirley, and, and Sharon, and whoever else. They have one of their missionaries, one of our missionaries, assigned to them, and they're kind of the conduit through whom we get information. Is that fairly accurately stated? Brother Ray, you may be seated. Thank you all for your service with our missionaries, but that does not mean the rest of us are excluded. No, we are members one of another, and that includes our missionaries. Okay, let's look at them very quickly. In verses 1 and 2, Phoebe. She was the first transfer of membership in Scripture. In other words, she was a part of one church, uh, Corinth presumably, and she's going to Rome, and she is a team player, a true servant. And notice what she did in church history. Of all of the books in Scripture that talk about salvation, what is the most important, the most significant book that lays out justification by faith more than any other book? And everybody ought to be able to say Romans. Some of you weren't as sure. <clears throat> A young woman, maybe not by herself, she may have had others with her, but she, wouldn't, she doesn't have a husband or he would have been named. A young woman took 
arguably the most important book in Scripture about the salvation of a person's soul and took it hundreds of miles, she was entrusted to be able to do that. Wow. She was members one of another with the missionaries. Notice also in verses 3 through 5, Priscilla and Aquila. Now, they were a husband-wife tag team. Uh, there, there's me and Kathy right there. We're, we're members like that. Uh, we uh, we uh, kind of served together in various areas. Um, they had team meetings in their home. Uh, they trained Apollos. And, it, and the coach, Paul, said they were willing to lay down their lives for me and for the cause of Christ. Why did they do that? Because they were members one of another, including with their missionaries. Are you becoming a little bit convinced? Are you seeing this? That's how Paul, the missionary, viewed the members at arguably his home church, if you will. <clears throat> verse 5, into verse 5. Epanetus, Paul and this man had a deep love for one another because he was the first person Paul won to the Lord in Asia. And you can remember uh, that person who won you to the Lord. You can remember uh, uh, that time you shared the gospel and somebody was saved. There is, Brother Sheets, uh, a kindred spirit in that. And that's what Paul is saying uh, to the, about this particular member with whom he was one another, church member and missionary. Verse 6, Mary. Don't know anything about her other than she worked to the point of exhaustion for the Roman church. She was maybe a behind the scenes type of a person. Uh, they didn't really know her personally, but knew of her reputation. Maybe a low profile. Uh, she, taught, she taught a Sunday school class. Uh, Donna, how long have you been teaching uh, uh, kindergartners? How many decades? Huh? 40 years, so four decades. Anybody ever have Donna McCoy as, as your Sunday school teacher growing up? Yeah, I know all the boarding kids have, a lot of you have. Any of y'all ever had uh, Donna McCoy teach your children or grandchildren in Sunday school? <laughs> Glory. Well, put her there. Members one of another, including our missionaries. Some of our missionary kids have also been trained in Sunday school by her, just by way of example. Verse 7, Andronicus, Junius, Jewish men who knew Paul, knew that he was a faithful team member when uh, they were a faithful team member, when Paul played for the arch rivals, the Tarsus Demons. Remember that? He played for the arch rivals. I mean, they were worse than the Oakland Raiders folks <laughs> back in the day. He played for the Tarsus Demons. And they were faithful even before he came to the Lord. Verses 8 and 9, Ampliatus, Urbanus, Stachys. Um, not really known much. Ampliatus is a common slave name but important members of God's team. Uh, Apelles, uh, verse 10, uh, it says he was approved, means that he, was, he went through difficulties, he was tried, he was proven, a true pro, if you will, on the team following trials, follow, following difficulties. He still was a member with one another. Uh, Arist Aristopolis, verse 10b, this guy who believed to not be a Christian, but notice he, his servants in his home had become, so Paul isn't greeting him, he's greeting his household. <clears throat> so even, uh, even that was being recognized. Notice how personal it is. Notice how, uh, uh, how familiar the missionary was with 
church members. Folks, I've heard Redbridge missionaries say, I've heard missionaries tell me uh, uh, who are not Redbridge missionaries, but just in ways that they've received a blessing from us, they say, uh, there isn't a church like Redbridge relative to missions. We are spoiled by you folks. You let us live in your house for free. You let us use your car for free. Uh, you support us every month. To God be the glory, folks, in, in 35 to 40 years of faith promised missions, we have not missed one single payday for any of our missionaries at any month in those decades. To God be the glory. We are members one of another, and that includes our missionaries. <clears throat> Verse 11, Herodian, though a Jew, he was a fellow kinsman, uh, he, he had been saved just like Paul. Narcissus, verse 11, man was known to be wicked and he, and he had great access, so he himself was not a believer, but his household believed. The twins in, in verse 12, sisters whose names mean delicate and dainty, yet hard workers. Young ladies, be delicate, be dainty, be discreet. But work hard at serving the Lord in whatever capacity he has for you. Because we are members one of another. And that includes our missionaries. Persis, verse 12. A woman near and dear to Paul's heart. Notice Paul's discretion, young men. I want you to take note of this. And I looked in the Greek New Testament to verify it. I had it in my notes. I checked it again. Look at verse 5. Um. Uh, verse 5, my well-beloved Epaphentus, a man, verse 8, greet Ampliatus, my beloved in the Lord, a man, verse 9, greet Stachys, my beloved, a man, now notice in verse 12, at the end of verse 12, <clears throat> Greet Persis, who labored. Uh, uh, greet the beloved Persis. Do you see the distinction? He said about the men, I love them. He said about the woman, she is loved. Do you appreciate the discretion in the ministry that Paul exercised there? That is, it's the spirit. Some of you are not clear on what I'm talking about. What he was saying was, for fear of being misinterpreted and misrepresented, he said, this standout woman in the church of Rome, everyone loves. These standout men, I love. I'm not sure that you're getting that. I find that to be uh, quite significant, that he used that kind of discretion, Spirit of God moved through him to write it just that way. Rufus, verse 13. Uh, Rufus was the son, we believe, of Simon the Cyrenian who carried the cross of Jesus. The mother of Rufus became a dear friend of Paul. She was saved, and he was saved. Verse 14, these five men mentioned leading a house church. It's it's thought. And then in verse 15, these four uh, key players in the house, another house church there in Rome. Now, verse 16, practice of greeting one another with a holy kiss. Uh, was very much uh, customary, still is customary in a lot of countries. It's not so much customary in our country, uh, but it, it's there in Scripture that it's very much a family kind 
of uh, a greeting. It's not a romantic gesture whatsoever. Uh, it is a, 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 an expression of affection. All of this passage to say, folks, Paul was the missionary. He had support from a local church, house churches, but it was, uh, it was one real body of Christ there in Rome, and he was a member with them. Here's the challenge. We heard from Brother Lord this morning in Israel, um, Nehemiah Project. That's the boots on the ground, getting ministry done. They've emptied their warehouse, as I'm understanding it. They have literally emptied their warehouse in support of those villages uh, which were completely destroyed, bombed, burned, people captured, taken away. They are boots on the ground. And it is our money. It is our prayer support. It is our intercession which is helping, which God is using to move that down the road. Uh, the orphanage in Haiti, home of hope. <clears throat> the, uh, uh, the work of ministering to uh, uh, missionary, Latin missionaries, uh, Spanish-speaking missionaries with the key roses. The, the work of translating, uh, translating scripture uh, with the Williamsons and, and on and on. And all the rest of our missionaries, folks, they are, me- they are brothers and sisters just like we are with one another. They just happen to be doing it in another area. And like Paul was dependent on the Roman believers, and he just itemized, this one did this, this one did this. Let's be that. Let's be the church of Rome to the Apostle Paul, and you view any one of our missionaries as the 21st century Apostle Paul, and jump into the lives. Now, You say, I'm one person. No, it's probably not likely that you're going to be thick with every one of our dozen or so missionaries. But you can be with one of them, amen? You can be with one of our missionaries. And so every Wednesday night, our intercessor lists our missionaries. My guess is if you were to ask any one of these mission community members, they could give you uh, the names in the field of where our missionaries, who are members together with us, where those missionaries are serving. Jump on board. If you are not involved in faith promise giving, why not? Say, preacher, I don't have any money. You don't have a dollar a month to commit to faith promise? Just just get on board. Folks, we are members one of another. It's the same body. I don't let, I gotta settle down here. I'm gonna destroy some equipment and then I'm really gonna get in trouble. my guess is every one of us my grandchildren I'll put them on the spot they 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 have birthday gifts that they've received Uh, any of you any of you children ever get birthday gifts hold your hand up children none of you do oh that's so sad (laughs) Your, your grandparents just don't care anything about you yes you do Bring an offering from that. Be a member one with another, including our missionaries. Pray for them. Oh, pray for them. Write them. Encourage them. Send emails. Correspond. Take them out to dinner. Where, where a missionary stand up again. Please, mission, Redbridge missionary, stand right up. Come on, come on. You all are shy. Bill, come on. It's K. Rose. What is it? 
Now, Red Bridges, take one of these folks out for, for lunch. Just take them out for lunch. Say, Bill, get, here's my calendar. Cesar, Lewis, Paul, and, and, and these are just the ones who are physically present right now. They're always blowing through. Uh, 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 the, the rights are coming, um, are coming in the next month or so. Somebody grab them for a meal. Slip them a $100 bill. We're members one of another. Let's remember, as Paul did his home folks in Rome, we remember our missionaries too. We're done with members one of another. New theme coming up. Let me rephrase that. We're never done with members one of another. We're done with that being our annual focus and with a new focus coming up. Lord, I'm thankful for your word. Just looks like a a last minute running through of names, tying up loose ends, but you had a purpose for Paul to write Romans chapter 16. And Lord, I'm so thankful that we we can uh, look at our list of missionaries and say, these are choice servants of the Lord. <clears throat> and each one of us <clears throat> want to be a part uh, of what you're doing. So move in our hearts. And Lord, you touch any heart here who doesn't know you. Draw any to yourself who needs salvation. And Lord, just use us in these days in, uh, in a, any number of ways for your glory. We're going to stand now.